love you. Hey, all you couch potatoes out there, hop aboard the raft with us, because today we're uh, we're heading down the river. We're going for a ride. We turned our couch into a boat, and we're taking it down some rivers today, through some jungles, along with some uh, some interesting characters. Because uh, yeah. today, today is a Patreon episode, everybody. It's a special episode. I'm it bringing is. it back. It's a special episode. It's the potato pick, everyone. And it's important. It's so important. Everybody first, cheers. Wow. Yeah. This is Green and Faceless on the couch. Welcome, couch potatoes. Uh, our patrons out there, once a month, they suggest and then vote upon an episode to, uh, you know, have us watch and review. Here we are. Thank you, patrons. Yeah, and we we expanded it to uh for this for this patron episode because our our patrons Don and Mike uh submitted two movies, The African Queen and Jungle Cruise. That's 1951's yes. African Queen and 2021's Jungle Cruise. A solid 70 years difference between these two. Yes. Uh, initially when we had done the Patreon pick, we had just thought about just doing it threesomes. And they right. submitted two films and we talked about it and we're opening it up everybody. You can. Yeah. You don't have to submit three films. You can just submit two. You can submit. Uh, do we open it up for deep dives too? You can submit uh, yeah. a deep, deep dive. So yeah, you can. You can submit between one and three films. This is what we're looking for. This is our our new criteria, our rules out there for any couch potatoes interested in jumping on board. <clears throat> you can suggest as a higher peer tiered tape <laughs> as a higher tiered patron. You could suggest. A deep dive, which is one film. A sequel smash, two films, obviously, that are sequel of each other. Exactly. They don't have to be one and two. They could be one and three, one and four, two and seven. They could. You could do what we're doing here, which is a genre smackdown. Uh, This is a very specific river adventure uh, (laughs) (laughs) subgenre. So that's... Yeah, that's that that's easy. That's easy to remember. I think those are the only two ones with two films. Then, like we said, a threesome, which is three movies with like a theme. a lovely threesomes. Yeah, yeah, and, and, and preferably, yeah, as you said, preferably they have a theme. They don't have to. You can just submit three random films that you just pull from a hat. But like, preferably it has a theme. It makes it right. more interesting but, for yeah. us. Like like he said, maybe. Think of it less as three films that you're pulling out of a hat, but maybe it's your 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 pers- significant other, your person's uh, three favorite movies, and you can even yeah. say that in the comments, and we'll say and we'll put a shout out for them if they're yeah. a listener. We, don't we will not us. ask them to marry you, though. <laughs> no, no, I don't want to. No, do that. we're not. We're not. We're not those kind of people. Uh, <laughs> we we will give shout outs, but we won't. We won't be like, hey, uh, Kevin wants uh, wants Diane to marry him. Diane, what do you say? Text Kevin at eight one two five 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 five. And then please let us know. And <laughs> let yeah. us know how it goes. Yeah, she uh, says. Uh, but no. you know, I suppose you know if you do like join our highest tier on Patreon and you want us to make wedding announcements or do shit like that, I I, I guess you know. Yeah, sure, we could, sure. We could sell our soul for money. That's fine. Yeah, you're you're paying us high bucks. I'm all right with that. I'll chill out. 
And if any corporate shill out there wants to <laughs> wants us to shill out their shit too, by all means, <laughs> oh, go that's ahead and a, pay us. Third, the third thing you can do, the third thing is a is a trilogy triumvirate, which Ooh, you know yeah. that, that that's pretty self explanatory too. So yeah, preferably that one is in order one two three or, yes. or three four five. You know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and, you know, if this is your first time on the show, on Mondays, we do a playlist episode. So we've done things like Bond movies, Disney, their OG Disney movies, stuff like that. We're working on the Fast and Furious stuff right now. Uh, so, you know, if you make a suggestion, we'll probably, we might say, hey, we were going to do a playlist of that. Is it okay if we wait for that? And, you know, that exactly. means we're going to watch the movies that you want to watch. So please just try to be cool with that. But peace and love, just like Ringo Starr said. Just in the comments there, spread some peace and love. For sure. Be nice. Yeah. And MS Paint images. And MS Paint images, for sure. Yep, yeah, baby. I am the face of Sion. All right. I am the green traveler from Gorsh. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The pros. So, let's talk about the African Queen. The African Queen, indeed. Based on a 1935 novel by C.S. Forrester, which I have nice. not read. Me neither. I know, right? I didn't even, like, for whatever reason, I thought it was just a movie, but nope, looking into it, what do you know? Directed by John Huston, written by James Agee, John Huston, John Collier, and Peter Viertel. Always great when you see four writers and involved in something. Yeah. And, <laughs> that said, that said, it actually is pretty good. It's, it's just, great. Yeah, yeah I love it's, movie, it's, it's really good. But it's just, it's always you know, whenever you see four writers or more than like three, you're just kind of a little worried because that means it maybe, got passed around to a lot of different people. Maybe in this era of Hollywood, that's a good thing. Maybe that was a good thing. Maybe there was yeah. like only like five people in Hollywood, including John Collier <laughs> and Peter. Viertel, I don't know these people. Um, and they were the only ones who really knew how to write a good movie. And people hey. would come up with the ideas and they're like, okay, we gotta we gotta fix this. And <laughs> you know, that's how it happened. Maybe. Maybe. I I kind of imagine somebody wrote a script and then the uh John Houston saw the script and he was just like, Yeah, I'm gonna rewrite this real quick. And he rewrote it, and then he looked at it and he's like Eh, maybe I'm not the greatest writer. So he passed it off to somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> they wrote it, passed it back to uh, John Huston. He reread the script and he was like, hey, "We're getting there. We're getting yeah. there." Yeah, I'm gonna pay. I'm gonna pay the the coffee boy uh, five dollars just to just to just edit to this over it, yeah. one last time. And he does that, and you know, and he's just like, "Yeah, we're good. Fuck it. We're all good. Right, we're all yeah, good. fuck. It. Yeah, get get Humphrey Bogart and Catherine Hepburn. Yeah, uh, and it'll be good. And to say the least, they are basically... I mean, there's more characters than them, but they are... It's them. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's them. It's, it's just them. them. And up front, you know, there's no relation, but I am an Audrey Hepburn kind of individual. Right. I don't... I, I love Catherine Hepburn. She was a great actor. But, I don't know, I am super crushing <laughs> on Audrey Hepburn all the uh, time. Yeah. Just love her. And, again, no relation between the two, but... <laughs> Imagine this with Audrey Hepburn. Oh, it would have been fabulous. <laughs> so I think I think Catherine Hepburn is great. I really do. Yeah, she uh, really is. But she really is always Catherine Hepburn, but w yeah. with with varying degrees of warmness. Because 
which which I think honestly makes her a good actor too. Like yeah. <clears throat> to compare the two, a secret review of Audrey Hepburn. Um, <laughs> she really, you know, had a range of characters that she could play. And Mostly ladies. <laughs> well, yes. <laughs> Mostly like very rich, like uh, I am. I am oh, high class. I thought you just lady. Went, like the gender. Uh, no, no. <laughs> I'm like, well, yeah, I don't. I don't think I ever saw her play a man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I just, I just meant like the higher class, like right. well to do, always do fashionable. Like, because she looks so good in glam. That's that's how. Yeah. that's all it is. I, uh, I imagine it would be very hard to to actually imagine her in the African Queen. <laughs> I honestly think, I mean, she could do it. She was really talented. Oh, easily. Um, yeah. But Catherine Hepburn, I think, equally as talented, even though she's always being Catherine Hepburn. That's, I th- there's just two different styles. There's nothing wrong yeah. with that. Um, That's true. And she's great as Rose Sayer. <laughs> her and her brother, well, uh, we, I guess primarily her brother, Reverend Samuel Sayer, have a mission. And uh, I don't remember the name of the village or what country in Africa they are in, but they are missionaries and they are, yeah, they're trying to do the Lord's work. And then right. the Germans come in. So this is during World War One, which is basically like the, the world exploded, everybody. Uh, you know, I feel like in our education, we talk primarily about World War Two. When we talk history classes, but really none of that would have happened if World War One didn't happen. And right. there's a lot of really important things that happen worldwide. Anyhow, the Germans and all other different countries were just grabbing up shit in Africa. This was happening before the war. And at this point, the Germans come in, they burn down the village that they're trying to have a mission with and this drives uh samuel sayer robert morley insane and eventually he dies they know this local uh, local's not the right word because he's a he goes all over the river but <clears throat> charlie allnut who is the captain of the african queen a steamboat he comes upon them and to offer them both a ride out of there because things are turning bad and uh rose is the only one who accompanies him because as i said sam died and there they it is their survival together is right. the story uh they try they do confront the germans at some point that's the plot yeah it's your it's your classic you know uh, romance tale where the two the two soulmates, the star-crossed lovers, are very right. different people at the very beginning. You know, Humphrey Bogart, who is fucking phenomenal in this film. Oh, yeah. I love Charlie. He, uh, I think he won the Oscar for this. I think it's his only Oscar, uh, Humphrey Bogart's. And, but he is, he is just brilliant in this character. And, and yeah. uh, Charlie Allnut, he is like a dirty... Uh, kind of, you know, he's on the river all the time. He doesn't, yeah. he, doesn't he doesn't, he doesn't do anything but boat. He loves it. <laughs> and, and he's a little crass. He's, he's not very religious. He is uh, a drinker. He is heavy with gin. Whereas Audrey Hepburn, Audrey Hep- Catherine Hepburn, uh, what's her name again? It's uh, Sayer, Rose. But Rose. Rose. 
uh, Rose is, you know, she's very religious, very up, uh, not uptight, but you know what I mean, very classy gal. She's reserved. Exactly. And uh, being on the river, even though she is very adventurous, at first it is a different, you know, a different uh, a world world for her. You know, she has to learn right. a lot to be comfortable on the river. But boy, once she gets on those rapids, she's having the time of her fucking life. Oh, yeah. In fact, like, uh, Charlie's trying to scare her on yeah. the rapids because she wants to go and do an incredibly dangerous thing. And he's like, um, I think we should stay out of the line of fire being civilians and all. Yeah. <laughs> but I think it's uh, fair to say what she wants to do because that is right. like a major plot point. She wants to blow up a big German ship. Like, yes, well, it's, it's called the Louisa. Uh, no. no, it's a ship. No, that's it's the ship. other. Yeah. That's, that's the other movie. Uh, that's Jungle Cruise. <laughs> yes. <laughs> but uh, the Louisa, I'll say, is captained by Peter Bull. That's not the character's name, but Peter Bull does a great job. I love some of the lines that he has as the captain. Yeah. Uh, but that's that's much later in the movie. Yeah, like I was saying, Charlie was trying to scare rose out of the idea of using the african queen to blow up the louisa yeah and they get on the rapids he's trying to make it seem as dangerous as possible and she she, at first she's like she's almost almost shaking and he said and and she says wow that seemed like it took some effort and he said yes it, it sure did and then she said do you suppose the next time I could try. <laughs> I love it. Her gusto is so phenomenal. Yeah. I, I love it too. She 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 is just ready for the adventure at that point. She just Rose just opens up. She yeah. blooms, if you will. She blooms. Her her uh, her sails fill with wind. Yes. And her engine full of steam. Yeah. <laughs> Being a 70-year-old movie, it is, you know, the the biggest concern is always going in is, like, is it dated? You know, does it feel dated? Does it live up? Is it worth watching? Because it's a 70-year-old movie, you know? There's very few effects. You know, a lot of the filming in today's times would be considered, you know, very subpar. But this one definitely still lives up. Definitely. Yeah, there's nothing subpar about it, I feel like, because it's very adventurous, very fun. It's very just just their acting, just the just Humphrey Bogart and Catherine Hepburn together. Their chemistry as it grows brings you in more. You know, it's a yeah, very good romance. Does. It does kind of have. I will say this is one critique I have of the movie. Other, I would say that I have maybe two really because I I considered this one of my favorites because it's something I really enjoyed watching as a kid. But one critique I have is how it's like a switch. When all of a sudden they decide that they're together, that part right. that kind of agitates me just a little bit, because up to that point they've been kind of adversarial, and then it just kind of just switches. Uh, yeah. There, there are some really cute things that happen. The power but... of sex, man. <laughs> yeah, I don't think Rose, you know, is ready. It's for Humphrey that Bogart. Yeah. He's a charmer. He's a charmer. <laughs> Art f- okay, fair. <laughs> the other critique I have of this movie is <laughs> the use of the African characters. They're yeah. only at the beginning of the movie, and it's, you know, it, it's a story told in their continent on 
a river going through several countries. And it's just, but it's just the time. I, I, and you know, you, I, I hate to give that excuse to a movie. The parts that have African characters in them, the African characters at the very least are not, I don't feel like they're villainized at any time. He does talk about a tribe or what, is there a scene with the tribe? I, f- I feel like at the end, uh, the Germans have soldiers who are African, aren't, don't they? They do, yes, but I think yeah. that's just being historically accurate. They did recruit that, a lot. Yeah, of... that's fair. But I mean, but in regards to the film, like they they don't show. It, it's like at the beginning they're the villagers, and at the end of the villains. So it's just like yeah, not not much effort in there. But product of the times, as as much as we hate that excuse, yeah. that is that is the excuse, the only excuse really to be had for this film. Right. That aside. There really aren't many complaints I have because it's right. like I, I I agree with uh, both those complaints though because that shift is weird. I you know as I said it's it is dated. There are there it, is, it does have dated elements for the first like thirty minutes. I wasn't really on board. I've actually never seen this before. This is the first time I got to see it. I never watched it as a kid, or if I did, I didn't remember it. And so I feel like I, I watched it after a very long day at work. It was mm-hmm. like a Friday. I was tired. And, you know, I, I finished everything. I was very exhausted. I laid on the couch, turned on the TV, watched this movie. And for 30 minutes, I was pretty bored. I wasn't, sure. you know, I wasn't engaged. And then there's that, that that flip where they just become together. I mean, that's not 30 minutes in. It's a little further. Right. But, like, once they, once they be, become a couple, a thing, I was hooked. I yeah, was on board. It, it, once, I, I agree that once the romance began – their their chemistry is just it what it, it, it's not that it was bad before it's just much more engaging they're a very yeah. good couple really they are it, it because yeah. it, and it's partially the mi- the mix match thing and it's great by the way i don't think we mentioned that uh rose is british and charlie is canadian and that's one of the ways that she convinces him to go along with the uh, mission that she proposes is because at the time, uh, really, still they're part of the Commonwealth technically, but Canada was a colony or, or whatever that they were at the time of the First World yeah. War. <laughs> I'm trying to be a historian and I'm just not. But that's <laughs> but she instills a sense of nationalism and, and she even uses that term. And I feel like nowadays, at, at the very least, a lot of people don't want to use that term because of the Second World War instances. <laughs> uh, right. uh, but, you know, this was a many years ago when we were s- still very much pumping our own propaganda out to people in our own yeah. country. And it's also set much before that, in a time before the silver screen. So, right. Yeah, interesting stuff. Well, I guess should we do closing statements? Yeah, I think so. There's not there's not much to say about this one. I like it's it's really good. It's a classic yeah. for a reason. Like, definitely go out and see it if, if you haven't watched it before. And right. I mean, if you've already seen it, there's a reason you're you're rewatching it a lot. It's a good film. It's a good romance. Yeah. I do per- still prefer Audrey Hepburn romances over uh, <laughs> Catherine Hepburn, sure. but the action in this is a lot of fun. You know, especially for 1951, I, I was uh, I was more surprised about how much I enjoyed it. You know, it was, it was a nice. You know, I kind of thought I was going to go in and enjoy it, but I didn't think I would enjoy it this much. 
And yeah, I still give it three stars. It's it's uh, really really good. Three it's really stars. good. Really good. Uh, I do have a lot of fondness for this movie. I, I'm just gonna give it a, a face though. I think it's pretty close to a face and a half. But I just I don't know. I just can understand that a modern audience is, is might not get as much kick out of it as say I do as an individual. But I do have a very personal connection to it, as I said, because I watched it a lot as a kid, and I even watched it. Uh, our version, our uh, VHS, was in black and white. Ooh. Because if I'm not mistaken, the version that we watched was remastered. Uh, yeah. Because I think there was some scenes that were damaged in the original reels and what they used for selling VHSs and early DVDs was the version that was made for television. And so it had to be black and white because televisions were black and white. That is what I think. I don't remember reading that. <laughs> I don't have any empirical evidence. I believe lies. it 100%. And I will tell other people that like it was trivia I, I learned on television. Yes. But I do know that shit like that happened. Yeah. And, and, and I'm just thinking, why was my VHS in black and white? So that's just me reverse engineering. That's what it is. I am <laughs> now a historian and an engineer. Got them honorary degrees. Yep. From uh, the, U of the school I. of my left shoe. <laughs> nice. I was going to say the University of Imagination. Imagination. Ah, <laughs> oh, shit. Well. Well. Let's move on to Disney. Let's, move let's on. chill out. Chill out to Disney because on <laughs> uh, on Disney Plus you can check out Jungle Cruise. Do we have to pay yes, the the premiere well, fee? I think we did, I, right? I think we did. Yeah. Yeah, uh-huh. yeah. Thirty thirty fucking dollars, but I paid for worse with thirty dollars. So, but yeah, you can pretty... also go to the theaters to see this. You uh, can, but uh, everybody, I. I hope that you are aware that it is kind of scary right now. It's kind of ramping back up again. Uh, and got them we variants. Got variants. The they don't give a shit about the vaccine, man. Well, they I mean, they, they they do in a way. They don't hurt as bad. Yes, yes. The symptoms are For not as bad part. if you have the vaccine. So please go get vaccinated. Yeah, just be careful, people. Fucking and be reels. careful. Yes, like I yeah. I have returned to uh, my a part time job. It was a job that I had before because I do feel a little bit better having been vaccinated, and of course. In the society we live in, I need income. But it is on a campus. However, they are requiring uh, people to be vaccinated to go to school there. So we'll see how that works. All best to them because, like, you know, where I work, we require the masks. And so many people still come in and want to argue with us about it. It's like, people, we're just doing what we're told. It's our job. If you go somewhere and if you're if you're anti-mask, just to say this up front right now, if you're anti-mask, I mean, fine, that's your opinion. I disagree with you, but that's your opinion. Don't give shit to the employees who are enforcing the mask mandates and everything. They're doing their jobs. That's their job. Yeah. They don't want to lose it. They have to. Yeah. Don't yell at them. Just put the mask on and shut up. You can bitch Amen. about it in your car to your wife or your, your husband or your, your partner. Like, go give them an earful. Of your complaints. The employees just want to fucking get paid. <laughs> yeah, just like you do, I'm sure. Just exactly. like you do. But with that, you know, we've, we've returned to the theaters, but we don't know how much more we're going to return to the theaters. I'm contemplating still going. But I uh, didn't go to the theaters for Jungle Cruise. 
I paid the $30 fee and sat on my couch. Yeah. And you know what? You know what? I'm happy I did that. I'm really happy I did that because this is a very fun one to just relax to. It's yeah. <laughs> which is weird because it's a very crazy action high you know, action yeah. sci not sci fi, but action packed film. Yeah. Yeah, adventure, thank you. Because <laughs> this is uh this is Disney's next attempt at turning a theme park thrill ride uh-huh. into a big budget movie franchise. Oh, please and, don't make it a franchise. I know sure they it left be. it kinda opened at the end. With yeah, um, it's with his really funny top hat, <laughs> but I it's one hundred percent gonna be. You I, can guarantee I, it. I hope not. They're making like a sixth or a seventh Pirates of the Caribbean film still. Like I know. that that those films dried up after three. Like they did a trilogy, pretty good. They continued on, and everybody's like, "Eh, probably stop." And they're just like, "We're going further. There's still more money to be had out of this fucker." That's all they want is the, yeah. that's all they want, and they're gonna they're gonna bleed Jungle Cruise as dry as they fought, possibly fucking can. Hey, listen, Disney, Disney, we paid thirty dollars to see this movie, so yeah, and they're not giving that money to the creators. Yeah, probably not. We watched it, and you wanted us to watch it, and we gave you the money to watch it. But as somebody who watched it, let me tell you, you did a, a decent job here. But don't make me pay thirty dollars to watch it again, yeah. please. This was this was fine the way it is. This is this is all this needed to be. Yeah, I don't need to. I don't need to see Jungle Cruise two or whatever. You know, it, what? How would they call it Jungle Cruise two? I mean, I guess they could go to a, a jungle, but yeah, they can always go to other jungles. There's other jungles they could also do uh, instead of like Jungle Cruise. It could be like Jungle Voyage, where we're on land now. Uh, they, they, can, they, they can mix it up. Jungle Voyage. But but to say the least, like as much as I love Dwayne Johnson, he is not the franchise leader as like Johnny Depp was. Like Johnny Depp has so much. I mean, they have they have equal amounts of charisma. I would say there's right. a lot to both Jack Sparrow and to whatever Dwayne Johnson's character's name is in this. Uh Frank. <laughs> it was Frank. Just Frank. Frank Wolf. Oh my god. Something so simple. I forget Frank. Anyways. <laughs> yeah, like Frank though. I mean, even that name alone. Jack Sparrow, Frank Wolf. They're very <laughs> obviously <laughs> like, come on guys. They're really not putting much into this. <laughs> uh, I saw something earlier today where they're like, we, they based his character off of Indiana Jones. But now I know that it's it's just, it's just Jack 1920s Jack Sparrow. Yeah, they they literally it's... took everything with Pirates of the Caribbean and did that with Jungle Cruise. There is a supernatural twist. There is you know, it's a grand adventure. You're on the you're on the water, it's exciting, and you got a very charismatic lead and supporting character in uh Emily Blunt. I mean, she's a lead too, but she is like the she is like the Orlando Bloom of this franchise. Yeah, she's she is the protagonist of this movie, but yes, he is the um, he's the dashing idiot. Yeah, he's the the dashing idiot. Is that what you're gonna say? Dashing hero, but oh, dashing okay. idiot also works. Yes, <laughs> uh, though Frank, I think, has a better head on his shoulders than um, Sparrow does. I think Jack is incredibly far he, more he's intelligent. In, he's intelligent, yeah. yes, 
But he is—he is—he is, <laughs> is definitely a little. He's on the diagnosable, ins- okay? <laughs> yeah, there you go. He is on the little bit of the the virgin crazy side. But I mean, secret Frank, review. Well, you guys already seen that review. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And we talked that much Ronvald. We need to get Ronvald back on here. We need to, yeah. But with with Frank, as much as I love Dwayne Johnson again, he doesn't carry. A franchise just as well as Jack Sparrow, I believe. You know, Jack Sparrow, I was returning solely for that. Right. The one thing on Frank Wolf that I'm returning for is his dad puns. Because that dude <laughs> drops about a hundred of them throughout this film. And I have used so many of them that I was like in love. I was like, yes, this character's oh, you me. used them before? Before I have, the movie? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I've used a lot of those. Like whenever, whenever he was dropping them, I'm like, "Oh, dude, I've totally used that in so many situations." <laughs> there were some new ones for me. I don't want to say that I've used all of these. Of course, I'm not that good at puns. McGregor, uh, Lily's brother, uh, Lily being Emily Blunt, and McGregor being Jack Whitehall. He right. loved him. He was like the only one who loved his jokes. <laughs> Yeah, and yeah, I thought that great. that was a really fun uh, character trait for that character. Yeah. I I think I might now mention that there was a bit of controversy around this uh, the McGregor character uh, because yes, so they came they came out they announced that their that McGregor uh, was going to be gay and have a coming out scene. And the controversy came out before the movie that Jack Whitehall, being straight, is now just going to play this camp gay man. And that's, it's like, if you're going to do it, why not hire a gay person uh, to do it? I understand, too. I've been having a bit of a a minor, like, you know, I've I've been thinking about that issue recently, too, because, you know, I was listening, I can't remember who it was, but I was listening to a podcast and they were talking about that issue of, you know, you always have people complain about an actor who isn't what they're playing. Yeah. And the podcast was saying the definition of an actor is one who acts. Yeah. It's acting like somebody else. That's the whole purpose of it. And so like, I, I don't know. I, I've been, I've been a little more lenient on that issue because, you know, you have so many British actors who play American actors, so many American right. actors playing British actors, Australian actors playing other people. Jesse Plemons, he's in Jungle Cruise. He plays a Nazi. He does not play a Nazi. He does not play oh. a Nazi. This is before. Uh, this is right after World War One. He is. Oh, actually so this a is prince. in the same period. He's a he. Yes, it's it is it, it is almost could be considered a sequel to The African Queen. Besides all ah. the magical stuff and lack of characters and lack of the same characters. Yes, <laughs> but. He is, I think he's either a prince or he has, he has some direct, uh, relation to Kaiser Wilhelm. Okay. But he was at least. He's German. In my opinion, after three weeks, I equated him to a Nazi. So I'm fucking close and I don't care. (laughs) He plays, he is an American actor playing a German. That was my point. You know, it's like I'm a little more lenient on the issue because that is the actor's job. They are there to act. I agree that we should be more inclusive of all these people. Who mm-hmm. are not being represented in certain roles, but I don't know if I'm going to attack the actor and I'm not going to attack the casting director uh, I'm definitely because not as attack a, Jack, but Whitehall. also as no, but also but as a casting director, 
I don't know if you would ask those questions when you're hiring somebody. No, you know, I, I don't know if I would specifically ask an actor if they're gay or not. Like, I would just be like, no. you fit the role that I'm looking for. You gave precisely what I wanted. I'm hiring you. I, I would agree. I want to be inclusive, but like, when it comes to that controversy, I think Jack Whitehall did a great job. I liked the character, and I was happy to have a gay character represented on screen. Right. I do but wish I they have were, to say uh, more explicit about it. Yeah, because I don't remember that so-called coming out scene. That's the part mm. that I kind of find a little frustrating. Is that gotcha. they they boasted having a gay character and then it it didn't happen. I do and, I do remember him mentioning something with the like I remember him in The Rock having a scene. I don't remember much about it because again it's been like three weeks since I've watched this, but. I, I do remember a scene where they mentioned it. I was like, oh, no, yeah, I kind of figured. Did he kind of just, but did he say. I think it was just like a shoehorn line. Was it kind of like coded? Like, I, I'm different, you know, kind of thing. Because yeah. that I th- that's another thing that people are like, okay, if you're going to say it, just say it. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it, again, it is Disney also. Like, I'm not going to defend right. Disney. They are terrified yeah. of going in anywhere near homosexuality. They won't do right. it. it, it they're, they're dipping their toes in the water. So, like. I'll coax them. You know, I'm not, again, I don't want to defend them. I don't want to defend uh, not being inclusive in who we're, who we're casting. But I, I just don't know who you would blame here because it's like the casting director did their job. The actor did his job. Yeah, I definitely would not have asked the char- the the actor when casting. Like, I would mention yeah. that the character is gay in, in yeah. the cast call. But I would not, yeah, I don't think I would ask because that seems invasive. Yeah. So I guess if what I'm trying to get across is we should be pointing the the blame on the, I guess the producers on Disney itself. They're the right. ones who are who are afraid to go there. Right. You know they're the For ones sure. who are afraid to ha- hi- make sure that actors like uh, homosexual actors are cast in those roles. Like right. that. That's I would say their their call. So I'm assuming that is where the the controversy is aimed. Mm-hmm. And I am just making pointless arguments. <laughs> <laughs> I I think you're 100% correct because Jack Whitehall as Mc, McGregor, I really enjoyed. I thought he could add a bigger part, though. Yeah. He definitely he is, was just a side role character. Yeah. He is like – so when I was watching this film, one, I watched, I didn't watch it after, Jungle, uh, after African Queen. I watched African Queen after I watched Jungle Cruise. Um, but like, I knew it definitely felt like a, kind of like a spiritual successor. Like it was very similar. And when, what I had read of the plot line of African Queen, it, it, right. it very it, much it, followed similar it beats. It still is. Yeah. I mean, even after <laughs> yeah. watching it, it still is it just it, with magic. <laughs> exactly. But it's, it's also derivative again of Pirates of the Caribbean and the yeah. mummy. Yeah. I would say, yeah. Yeah, a little they're, bit. They're enti- and Indiana Jones, you know. Well, yeah, there's a little bit of Indiana Jones. And I, I do see where they were trying, but, like, I didn't feel much of that spirit in this. No, because he's the rock. He yeah, Exactly. He's built like the rock. <laughs> exactly. He's, he's, I don't know. He's He is great still. I, lo- I did yeah. love his character, but the only thing I really loved about his character were the, the fucking puns. <laughs> but like The Mummy, though, it has that trilogy of heroes who are basically the pr- precisely the exact same persona uh, personalities. Yeah. You know, you, the rock is a Brendan Fraser. Uh, I don't remember the, the leading actor or the leading female actor and the mommy. I can't remember her name, Rachel. Yeah. I think the character's name was Rachel. Nah. Yeah. You might be right. They might both and, be and Rachel. The actor, Rachel. No, Weiss. The actor, 
Rachel Weiss, thank you. That is the actor. Yeah, Rachel Weiss was the actor. And uh that is Emily Blunt in this. And then Jack Whitehall as the brother is the the you know, the eccentric brother in the mummy franchise. Right. So is he though is he Emily Swan? Elizabeth Swan, that is? And the other one, is that what you're trying to say? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. If, in, in Pirates of the Caribbean, he would also be, if, yeah, the Elizabeth Swan because character. Because you are, earlier you said that Lily Houghton is Will Turner. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that's true, though. Is it <laughs> so really? <very> true. <laughs> but, like, it, it, it's similar to Pirates of the Caribbean and how it's trying to be a franchise, and it's similar right. to the mummy and how they chose the characters they chose right like right. all the all yeah. the character decisions were basically the exact Very same as similar the timeline in that movie and too. god i miss brendan fraser i do too but he's kind of coming back man he's got a movie coming out i need to watch doom patrol like i think i would yeah. love that yeah oh yeah he's involved in that too i forgot about that but he, yeah, he's the the robot he's, character there's this movie coming out i can't remember what it was but i just i just read an article about it and it sounded really good. It's uh, time for his renaissance. It is. It is. And if you haven't heard about Brendan Fraser's story, I don't think we should maybe go into it. But it's kind of no. sad what happened. But he's coming back. So if you've missed him, look out for him. Uh, so there was one other thing I want to talk about controversy-wise about this movie. Huh? And I don't want to talk strictly about that. I don't know if we want to do a spoiler wall. We're kind of running in on time maybe for that but i do want to talk about trader sam so veronica falcone i thought this character i I have nothing wrong with this character in this movie or veronica falcone because i thought they did a great job but uh she she was the i believe she was the chief i don't know if that was ever explicitly said oh yes because she was in that one particular scene when frank introduce is lily to the tribe she's sitting in in the chieftain's spot right but anyhow trader sam is a character from the ride who has been criticized for decades for being a horrible representation of of the indigenous people so they changed the ride they already changed the ride and replaced i believe with like a mischievous monkey character kind of thing um well I see when I heard that too, that's kind of what I felt, but I guess like they just changed like the whole scene. I, it's not like, I don't think it's like an animatronic thing. I think it's gotcha. I've never, I've never been to a Disney theme park. All right. So like, I've never, I've never ridden on any of these big rides or seen any, I don't even watch videos of this because I I, I mean, sorry, Disney still pay us. I I mean, I love Disney, (laughs) but, but I don't know. The Disney theme parks, they just don't excite me. Like, I'm not really, like, terribly interested in going. Right. I but, like, I would if we got a big group together who wanted to go. But, yeah, yeah. I've had a good time every time. Oh, yeah. Hey, if you want to head to patreon.com slash greenface, let's see. Send us to Disneyland. <laughs> Send us to Disneyland. That's what we use the money for. <laughs> We don't no, actually we use really the money for that. We yeah. no, we we use it for good for equipment for uh, paying, for paying our fees for yeah. yeah for the show. So thanks, uh, pay, potatoes out there for making the show happen. <laughs> but back to your point. Back, which who knows what that was? You were talking about um, Trader Sam. As it kind of turns out, you knew what it was. So Trader Sam. Uh, yeah, I think that if they were going to reboot the character, that Veronica Falcone did a great job. But I didn't know it was a reboot of a character. 
until I read about it. So, I don't know. I just feel like they could have just let that die, which maybe that would have been the better move. Maybe, because, again, I didn't didn't know anything about it. I didn't look anything into this film. I didn't see what uh, critics were talking about it. I didn't even watch a trailer before watching this. Like, the only thing I've seen outside of this film was an Emily Blunt interview because I love Emily Blunt. Like, she's, she's a great actor. She's pretty great. Oh, man. A Quiet Place still rocks, man. It's so fucking good. But, like... Completely different character. Yeah, I wouldn't have, I wouldn't have known anything about that. I honestly, when you mentioned the character, I had kind of forgotten those scenes. Because there's, there's a lot of this movie that's kind of... It's, it, I think it's over two hours. Like, it's, it's a beefy thing. a lot that goes on. Like yeah. they, they, like even though it's over two hours, and I think it's because they wait until the second half of the movie to kind of ex exposition dump it onto you all this stuff right. that's that's going on in the background, uh, which that's another critique of the movie, I guess. Any Mahu, man, I'm having trouble with keeping my train of thought today. But should we do closing statements? I, I feel like <laughs> we're kind of getting yeah, there. With uh, with Jungle Cruise, you know, it's directed by Jean Colette Serra. Uh, it's written by Glenn Ficarra and Jean Requa, who did Cats and Dogs and Bad News Bears. Those are the only two films I recognized by them. Cats and Dogs is a hilarious film I watched uh, all the time on VHS as a kid. <laughs> we did too, yeah. <laughs> uh, it's, it's like live action Cats and Dogs voiced by famous people. I don't remember any of the actors in it, but it was so funny. They're like spies. Yeah, it's also written by Michael Green who was a co-writer for Logan and Blade Runner 2049. So, like, they got their comedic elements, and then they got their blockbuster, like, action guy and uh, to, you know... To make it feel like a roller coaster. Yeah, yeah, they polished it as well as they could, and it it's good. I enjoyed it. I really like Dwayne Johnson. He's He does a good job. I don't think he is... Uh, he carries it as well as Johnny Depp again, but right. he still does a great job. Emily Blunt, beautiful as always. She was fabulous. I love Jack Whitehall. I thought he was fun. Jesse Plemons was pretty hilarious too. I I, I loved. I've always loved him ever since Breaking Bad. So I'm happy that he's getting bigger and better everywhere. <laughs> he's just so good of an actor. But overall, it's I don't like as we said at the beginning. I don't want them to make a franchise out of this. I know they're no. going to. I know Please they're going don't. to. They'll milk it as dry as they possibly fucking just, can. Just They'll listen get- to us. This is better. How it is. They'll get at least three sequels, three? I think. Just give it yeah. two. If you're going to do it, give it two. I mean, <laughs> I don't know like what they're going to do. I, I I mean, to talk about what I think they could do to make it work, we'd yeah. have to put up a wall. I don't think we got, <laughs> we're going to do that today. I do think it's worth to watch this movie. Oh, you, you're not finished. I'm sorry. No, that's all right. My, my, I would just finish with, I still give it a three stars, though. Like, same as... Uh, African Queen, nice. uh, you know, I still enjoyed it. I had fun. The puns made it. You know, it, it was actually a two and a half film, but there were so many puns. I had to give it three stars. <laughs> it it it's made for me. That that's the kind of stupid film. shit humor I got. You know, all the everybody's gonna go out and they're gonna watch American the Motion Picture and be like, "That's a good movie," and they're gonna watch Jungle Cruise and be like, "That's fucking stupid." I'm the opposite. I need this kind of humor. I need the dumb dad puns. That's me. <laughs> Uh, you know, I enjoyed the dumb dad puns too, especially like the, uh, the groaning, like, because that's how it is. That's what, (laughs) that's what you want when you, when you tell a pun, you want to hear the groaning and he's like, I'm sorry, I can't turn it off. 
I used to do it every single day. I don't anymore, but I used to go into work every single day and deliver a pun to everybody I worked with. I have cut it back. It's about maybe <laughs> once a week, you know, but I still I still love to hear the groans. There's a lot of those, and it's fucking phenomenal. Um, So, <laughs> I did enjoy this movie. I'll give it a face. Why not? Uh, there, There's some fun magical elements that I think, honestly... With the two hours that they had, they could have done better with incorporating it earlier in the movie. Because the first part of the movie, uh, they take a while to bring up the magical elements, I feel like. Right. Uh, and then when they do, how, the CGI is not the greatest. No, nah, not really. At least it didn't seem as so on the, on the small screen. Maybe on the big screen it's better. I don't know. But I don't recommend going out to the theater... To go see it, because you can pay $30, which is probably about as much or more that you would pay to go take your family to watch it. It's a good family movie. Please enjoy it. I mean, or hell, you can also just, what is it, like three months that they just dropped the, yeah, the premiere fee and put it on the, yeah, you can wait three months for this. I don't I don't think it's like a huge necessity that you watch it in the summer. I think it could no. be an enjoyable autumn film, too. Right. I agree. I had something else to say. I'm uh, sorry. No, it's not you. I definitely lost it before you said it. I'm having a hard time. I So, just a sneak peek into my personal life. There, there was a full moon the last few nights. And, well, it just sits my polymers on end. And, you know, I start growing hair everywhere. And <laughs> teeth just come out of my scalp and shit like that. It's terrible. And I just can't sleep. So, yeah, I just have been having the hardest time with just keeping a (laughs) sentence going. Uh, But other than that, it's been a good time. (laughs) (laughs) Damn, those government experiments. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) So, who won? (laughs) Who do you think won? I I would say close one. Uh, it's close, but I think it's fairly fairly easy for me, and I just realized that my microphone's been so far away from me this whole episode, so that's going to be interesting. <laughs> well, we'll but, see how that works. But it's 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 still, I I really enjoyed both films, but the classic is is best here. It, it's got to be African Queen for me because Jungle Cruise. I had fun. It was a good action movie, but it's derivative as fuck. Oh, and yeah. like it, it, it takes it takes from everything, and it's very very unoriginal. And I yeah, mean, even I again, agree. even the puns they use, I found all those puns on like ten different websites. Yeah, somebody like, did. Yeah, some research on puns. Yeah, they did, yeah. they just bought a whole a whole like one thousand page book and just like flipped to some pages and put some in there. Yeah, and it's it's still funny. It still made me laugh, but African Queen, yeah, I wouldn't say they did it first, but they, you know, they were one of the first, and and what they did was phenomenal. It's great. It's enjoyable. It's still easily watchable 70 years later. I 100% agree. If you want to turn on a wholesome movie, which is hard to find in our modern, but, you know, I also, you know, it's whatever your scale of morality is, too, but... If you are hypersensitive about what your kids watch, you can turn on African Queen and not have a problem. Well, okay. Yeah. They might kill a couple people. I can't remember. But it's <laughs> it's a good movie. Pretty safe. It's pretty fucking safe. Okay? Fuck you. <laughs> it's African there Queen. Are, there are leeches. <laughs> there are leeches. That is the most terrifying gross. part. Gross. Well... 
Is that our show? Or or should we try to fill yeah, five more minutes? I think we can do it. Nope. Nope. <laughs> not doing it. Not doing it. We're done. Because I'm, I'm just going to edit those five minutes out anyways. Yeah. Oh, okay. That's <laughs> yeah. Fair. Well, we'll sit here. We'll sit here in silence, and I'll I'll just like highlight the whole thing and just have five minutes of dead air. Uh well, I've been the faceless Leo. <laughs> <laughs> Couldn't do it. And I, I, I and I am the green traveler from Gorsh. Thanks for tuning in. I don't know why you do, but I appreciate that you do. Uh, yes, thank you so much. Safe travels. Thank you, Patreon uh, patrons. We love you. Yes. Good night. Green and Faceless on the Couch is a proud production of Fiction Works 19. If you like the show, please show your support by rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. Like, follow, subscribe, wherever you might listen. We also now have a Patreon account. If you feel so inclined to support us in a financial manner, Please become a patron by visiting patreon.com slash greenandfaceless. You can also find more information about us on our Facebook account or on the FictionWorks19 Instagram account. Thank you so much for listening.